you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Welcome to the Moves and Six podcast, live on location in Indianapolis, NFL Scouting Combine. Here with my man Lance Z, the man who knows all things about every prospect that is in this class, which is really amazing to think about all the dudes and all the guys. So we're, we're at it. Last night, we had an opportunity to see the defensive line mm-hmm. and the linebackers work out. And man, Lance, like you talk about the athletes that now are playing on the front seven of defenses across the country, amazing athletes, the athletes that we're seeing. What were your general overall impressions of the workouts that we saw last night? Well, we'll, we'll get through the speed stuff in just a second because I think that's a, a little bit of a, a different conversation. But in general, big, athletic. I mean, you look at Lucas Van Ness run through drills on a field followed by 
Keon White. And it's like guys who look like that should not be this smooth in the field. That's that's one of the first things. And then you see how Lucas Van Ness tested. Not, I knew he was going to be a good tester, mm-hmm. but you just see the numbers and it's crazy. Aiden Hutchinson was a great tester. We know J.J. Watt was a great mm-hmm. tester. Mario Williams way back in the day. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Those all happen to be, you know, Houston Texans who they drafted those kind of amazing testers. But these guys out here, it's becoming more of the norm. I thought Jalen Redman had a really good day test. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of these guys, I thought Bucky tested well, and they're just more fluid and more athletic. And you're a, you're a fan of all sports. So we see it in basketball. I'm a Jordan head, okay? I, <laughs> yeah. In Jordan, I trust. But with that said, I recognize the game of basketball is a more athletic game now. I, the game of football is becoming a more athletic game across the board. So the, uh, I had a conversation before I came over to the stadium yesterday. I bumped into uh, John Fox, former head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Denver Broncos, and Chicago Bears, respectively. And we worked together at Carolina, so we had a chance to kind of catch up and reminisce. But we were talking about football, and I was like, what's the one thing that stands out? And he said the number one mismatch in football is the defensive line versus the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You're talking about four, six athletes dealing with guys that are running maybe five oh, five two, five four forties on the offensive line. And that you don't have a chance to be able to block these guys. And so a lot of the times when we're talking about the struggles of the offensive line, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the offensive line. It's the superheroes that we're now seeing on the front line make it nearly impossible to block these guys based on the personnel that you have on offense and what you're putting in the trenches. You know, we talked about this. Rhett Lewis uh, gave us this little nugget while we were getting ready. Of the 60 DBs that are here, only 20 of them are sub six feet. And you made a point that finally the switch has been made from wide receiver to to cornerback. Well, in defense, it's always been if you go get the quarterback, you're on defense, even if you're one size, you know, and and your offensive line, you're you're the same size. Well, the best athletes are going now to defense. And I'm not sure that's ever going to change. The only time it changes, we do see it happen. I should I shouldn't say that we see defensive players become offensive linemen and good ones. But. It's a it's a very small percentage of that happening. Yeah, and see what happens is the guys that fail at defensive line. That's when those are the ones that are. Hey, yeah. you need to go over to the other line, put on the white jersey. You can be an offensive line. We will give you a different number. You can go from that single digit number nine that you have to wear in seventy three, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna put you in a little kick slot and yeah. do those things. That that's what we're seeing, and so the game has just changed so much. And I think this has really been a great exhibition for us to see the athletes that are playing on this side. So just in, in, in thinking about that, right out the gate, who's the biggest winner? Who who won who won yesterday with their work at the defensive line? I mean, it's got to be Nolan Smith, right? Are we going to call him? We can call him Edge. He, he won in the group. I mean, if we want to go pure D-line, I would say um, let's, Lucas, let's, let's, Lucas Van Ness. Okay, so let's 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 start on Nolan Smith because okay. I, I I think it's hard because you're doing all these profiles. I'm doing these top five lists or whatever, yeah. and the game is so fluid now that I didn't have a category to fit Nolan Smith in. I couldn't necessarily put him at edge. I couldn't put him with he's my not linebackers. A true edge, I don't think he's he's kind of that that twix in between. But now the conversation becomes about what do you do with an athlete like that? An athlete that runs sub. Four four mm-hmm. verticals forty one has these crazy broad jumps and all these other numbers. He's Saquon Barkley like, workout is what I, I mean. I mean, like, what do you do with him? Because now you'll see, and we don't live for mock drafts or whatever. But now everyone is going to throw Nolan Smith in the first round of the mock draft. Mm-hmm. But when you watch him on tape, 
Who is he and what is he? Yeah, I think he's very, you know, it's funny. He is a tough run defender, even at 230 some odd pounds. He punches above his weight class at the point of attack. But what's weird is for a guy with that kind of explosiveness and that kind of speed, I don't, he's not a great pass rusher. Like he's not a a super explosive, consistent pass rusher. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, okay, well, naturally the thought is going to be playing three, four outside linebacker, but and I do see actually the run defense. And usually you'd say, okay, we might make him a, a DPR, designated pass rusher. To me, Bucky, my thought is I'm gonna put him, I'm gonna put him at, you know, at a, an off-ball linebacker spot, and I'm gonna let him run, chase, hit. Cause I know he's physical, I know he can step downhill, take on blocks. But you're right. I'm not, I don't really have a great answer for you because I'm not really sure he doesn't fit the profile of this or the profile of this cleanly just yet. Yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. And the thing will be for some of the coaches that are in attendance and their first exposure to Nolan Smith is what they saw. Mm-hmm. You'll now have these muddy meetings. Oh, yeah. You'll have the meetings where the coach is like, oh, I can get this out of him. I can do this. We bring him here. I got a plan to do that. But the film may not back that up. And we're already hearing uh, people talk about Georgia defensive players and, hey, you can't worry about their production because the defense is so good and those things. But it's really hard to go uh, all in on a player where you don't have the numbers to go with the athletic the athletic displays that you see in the combine. Yeah, Trayvon Walker went first, and he didn't have the pass rush production and really didn't rush the passer great this year. I think it's it's going to be, a, and that's why I wasn't, you know, I didn't have him as the top 10 type player in my in my reports. But, uh, and Nolan, you know, full disclosure, I've got a 62 grade, a high 62 on Nolan Smith. That's like a, that's a 2-3. Now, I'm obviously going to project him probably one when it comes to the mock because I'm not stupid. I think a team probably is going to take that kind of athlete first. He's also got phenomenal personal character. He's incredibly charismatic. There's so many checks across the board in his favor. Just I wish he had a little bit better rush. But figuring out what to do. But then again, Bucky, you know, the idea of tweener, one team's tweener is another team's hybrid. Yeah. And and if you can find a hybrid guy, oh, people love hybrids. They just don't know if they love tweeners. So I think he's going to be an interesting one. I'm not sure also about Lucas. Lucas Van Ness had an incredible workout. Mm -hmm. I think people are going to want him to be the next J.J. Watt. Yeah, um, JJ Watt or Aiden JJ Hutchinson, TJ Watt. Give him all the white pass rush. Yeah, all that's, the white pass that's, rush that's, that's the You know how it works. He's gonna remind me of a, a young Aaron Cameron. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that you we know what I see. I see Grant Wistrom. <laughs> so that's a yeah, young Aaron Cameron. That's that's how the game was played <laughs> in our space when it comes to comps. But the reality is, I don't. I actually think he's going to get even bigger. I think he's going to get up into the two ninety mm-hmm. some odd range. I mean, I if this were the old school. Even uh, the odd fronts where it's a clear, you know, five nose five and you got two outside linebackers. If it's like that, I'm sticking them at five technique and I'm letting them I'm letting them go to work from there. But I think in today's NFL, the idea is put your your most explosive guy on the on the edge. He's just not there yet from a from a skill standpoint. So but his workout was bananas. And to your point, let's go look at the guys who have to block them tackles. Go find your best three cone drill and short shuttle. Now go look at go look at hit and go look at, you know, he's going to be up around, I think, 285 to 290 when it's all said and done. Lucas Van Ness, they won't even be close. Go look at, go take the third best workout guy from the D tackle group and do it against the best 
guard guy. And it's not, those short area numbers aren't even going to be remotely close. No, they won't, they won't be close. And it's just a different level of athleticism that we'll see uh, with those guys. Van S to me uh, was amazing. I was a little bullish on him coming in. Uh, certain, certainly I'm impacted by the product that Iowa typically produces mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the athletes and those things, which is funny to think about Iowa being a bit of a factory when it comes to producing uh, top 10 athletes, but he certainly qualifies. And I had a conversation with the director uh, of a team prior to him working out. He's like, man, I don't, I, I don't get the hype. I don't see the athleticism. I don't see these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see a, a try hard player and all that, but now he's kind of debunked some of those narratives in terms of just his athleticism. It may not translate into production. It doesn't always translate you know? on the field either. It, it, it doesn't. And so, you know, for a guy like that, like he, he is now squarely and firmly in the conversation as a first round guy. When we talk about the mock draft space, but when you look at the tape and you wonder, okay, what can he be? You're hoping, you know, we'll continue to keep it. Uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson, uh, a Trey Hendrickson type <laughs> uh, pass rush. Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. Yeah, but no, nah, like, so he's he's going to have a chance. Uh, who Trey else? Hendrickson actually is not a bad guy to aspire to. I want to ask you about this. So what do you do when you work for teams and you're a scout? Like for me, I personally, I don't really care as much about what it, what it looks like from a testing standpoint. I just want to see your numbers. I do care about the numbers. Yeah. Do you, did you want to see what guys look like opening up and running the 40 yard dash as, as a defensive lineman and linebacker? Did you want to see them vertical? Do you want to see them in three cone? Like, do you care about how they look in those drills or you just like the numbers? Uh, I mean, I kind of care like about how they look because I'm more concerned with like th- those numbers are the thing. Like the one thing that I can tell you, and this always translates, uh, guys who jump high, run fast. Like it, and it, it just bears out. I'm looking at like a guy like Brian Young, four four three in the 40, 38 inch vertical, yada, yada, yada. It always marries. You think about Nolan Smith, 41 inch vertical, four three nine. Like those things always go because it's the same trace, his hip explosion, mm-hmm. his lower body explosiveness and those things. What I really care about more so than the 40 and those things, I want to see how they go through the bags. Now that's what I Because care. it's muddy playing at the line of scrimmage. How do you work and maneuver in and around the trash? Uh, do you have the balance and body control? Can you stop and start, change direction and do those things? I'm more concerned about that. So I get more from the bag drills and Same. some of the things where they move around the wave drill and all that, as opposed to, hey man, this dude runs fast in a straight line. He did a great job with the shuttles. Uh, yes, it matters, but I'm more about like, hey, what does it look like? Um, how does it feel? Can you see him and sense that he's going to be an upper end athlete as a defensive line? So I know, you know, we live in a time that's very sensitive where people are sensitive to this and that. And and sometimes the 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 idea of staring at men and what they look like and, and the lower body and the upper body. And I, I get that people, there's some people who are sensitive to that, but I'm curious about what your thoughts are. You know, when I see a guy who looks the part, I've always been taught there are certain guys who look the part and mm-hmm. there are other guys who don't. And a lot of times that's translatable. You know, you see Will Anderson. I mean, he looks the part when you see him physically. How much do you care about 
I think I know the answer, but how much do you care about seeing what these guys look like in the shorts and the shirts in terms of the musculation, um, how they're built? Does it tell you how they work out? Some of it's just genetic, obviously, Mm -hmm. but does it matter? Uh, It matters for me, the body composition. How much does it matter to you to see them like that? No, it matters to me because I want the beauty pageant. Yeah. I want to win the beauty pageant. I want to show up with the hottest day. I want to show up with the team. They're usually good players too, aren't they? Yeah, the team that looks like that. We talk about how does your team look when it gets off the bus? Mm -hmm. We've been at these games where you're going to see like a top college matchup. You go to the bowl game, then you walk out for pregame. You see one team run out. You're like, ooh. And then you see the other team. Mm -hmm. And they don't look physically as imposing as that team. And there's this old saying like Bill Parcells, Nick Saban, and those guys. There's a reason why you have weight classes in boxing matches. You want the bigger, faster, stronger squad. Heavyweights knock out middleweights. Mm -hmm. It's been proven time and time again. So I want the team that looks the part, that's heavier, that's denser, and they're more explosive because over time, we're going to wear you down. Yeah, it's no different than UFC and boxing and anything that's a contact sport. You want that the density the compact frames, the, uh, I mean, you can be long limbed, but that's why traits are so important. And, you know, a big one in the NFL circles and and for some teams, other teams haven't really caught up with it, but lean muscle mass, getting the lean muscle mass numbers on guys from from the, from the DEXA scan or the bod pods is huge for some teams. Yeah. Look, it's it's huge. And I don't want to body shame anybody, but like, look, man, no fat guys. Like everything on my that, squad, no, yeah. no fatties. We don't want any fat well, you'd guys. You'd be great with be, the Colts. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> want to be we want to be fit. We want to make sure that when we come out, we look the part. And like if you, if you think about all the sports and the teams or whatever, like there's something culturally when it comes to hey, we want to be a fit, conditioned team. Look at San Francisco's defensive front. Oh man, just look at how they wear you down. They just whoop uh-huh. you. They wear you. Look down. Look at all those guys on the I front. Mean, what what was what was the mark? Teams that played San Francisco, they. I, don't, I think they were winless in the games following them. Right. Because of the physicality and the brutality. Alabama does that in college. I mean, that's what Georgia. they do. Like, hey, you play us, you're in for a long day. You're not only in for a long day, it's going to take you a long time to recover from that whooping that we put on you. Well, and that's why when we do the mock drafts, you know, sometimes there will be numbers, there will be names that pop up and people are like, whoa, where'd this come from? But that's why Keon White, gets put into a first oh round. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, that's why he gets put in there. That's why DJ has Lucas Van Ness where he has him because those guys, historically, if you look, they go. They go in the first round. People love traits and explosiveness. Well, you love traits. So in, in the evaluation business, what you're trying to do is, it's not necessarily about finding guys, it's about eliminating guys. Yeah. And what you're trying to do over time, because we're in such an analytical era, we are trying to play the odds. Mm -hmm. You're trying to mitigate the risk by playing the odds. And over time, uh, the NFL has a history of what plays and what plays at a high level in this league. And the odds suggest guys that hit certain benchmarks in certain areas, whether it's height, weight, length, uh, whether it's speed, explosiveness, all that, they play. Mm -hmm. And so you may have an outlier, but if I'm doing this and we're really thinking about it, I don't want to waste my time chasing outliers. I'll play the odds and say, hey, over time, guys with these traits play. So let's focus on making sure that we have guys with those traits. The old saying is, if you make too many exceptions, you have a team full of exceptions. And so that's why we have to have these conversations about Bryce Young. It is important. That's why a conversation about Kalijah Cansey. Oh, we already did it with it. Ed Oliver. Yeah, let's get to it. Kalijah Cansey, okay, terrific day working out. He's very fast. Body type, he's thick in his lowers. He's got a little different body type. Um, When I watch him on tape, I love everything about the tape. I see how, and for me, it's one of those things where as long as he can hit home runs, Bucky, I'm okay with some strikeouts. Yeah. 
Uh, but you got to hit home runs. So how you use him, me personally, I already have a plan for him. If I draft him, I want a one-down defensive lineman. It's a plugger. I want to try to get to second nine, and then here, here, he, comes, come. here he comes. Here he comes. He's as des- soon as you get behind the chain, my man's coming in. He's a, he's a designated hitter. He mm-hmm. comes running out uh, of the dugout to make sure that he gets – But he's 285 uh, and he's 6'1". Yeah, he's 6'1", 285. You don't see a lot of that. And people will say, well, hey, you know, Aaron Donald. Well, hey, understand That's this with Aaron Donald. Chasing a unicorn there. He had years, years of disruptive production at Pittsburgh that you could see. We saw him – completely dominate the competition at the Senior Bowl. And even with him, 12th overall pick, it still took time for people to kind of get comfortable with a short, undersized defensive tackle, uh, being able to do it at a high level in the league. And so we can't see. He's terrific. And you see on tape, like watching this year's tape, you see the movement skills, first step quickness. Uh, If he plays in a system that allows him to play on the move, where he can angle and stunt and do those things, his arm over. Man, his first step quickness and arm over, great. But in the National Football League, with those guys, they have longer arms. They're bigger and longer. They're yeah. bigger and faster. And the, the the traffic in the neighborhood is a little tighter between that that guard center gap because those guys understand, oh, I see you trying to get in this crease. Here mm-hmm. we go. We can throw this left jab at you, boom, mm-hmm. and stone you. Does he have enough special traits to overcome the height deficiency? Yeah, um, you have to have a plan, as you mentioned. It has to be the right scheme. You got to get in the gaps, things like that. So, but it's interesting because there is a bunch of exceptions that are in this draft, an unusually high amount. And here's something else. You know, when it comes to Kansas, I think you're always looking for well, who was the last guy. So the last guy was Ed Oliver. I think Ed Oliver benefited from Aaron Donald, right? Yes. So he got a little push. Ed hasn't been as productive, so that may hurt. Kalijah can see a little bit. I think he's going to get into the first round after um, after this workout, but only for certain certain teams will have him off the board, and other teams yeah. will say, you know, I'm I'm curious if there's a team willing to give him a look as like Daquan Bowers, right? As like a a, a four three, now he'd be a short arm guy, and he's six one, so he doesn't have length. But would short you be edge. willing to? put him in first down, play him on the edge as a base guy on the edge, and then bump him down in passing downs. Yeah, maybe. I, th- I, th- I think the big thing for him is his ability to show people that he can kind of stack and hold his own against those big guys. Uh, from a, an explosive standpoint, he has all the stuff to be able to to be uh, a disruptive presence. But yeah, like finding a home for him, that's going to be big. And so when people begin to project him as a first-round pick, one, does the body of work equate to what a first-round pick typically delivers. Uh, what do you have, seven and a half, eight and a half sacks mm-hmm. this year? I mean, it's fine. Did he have it over multiple years? What is he able to do? Yeah, ton of pressures. Yeah, ton of pressure. So uh, a lot of it is, number one thing, fit and scheme. How does he fit within the scheme that you're going to run? And are you okay with a guy that's a bit of an outlier at the position? That's the conversation. Here's what I don't get. <clears throat> So there were some players who did not, D-linemen and, and linebackers who did not run yesterday. And some of them, you know, maybe have legitimate physical stuff. But, like, why is Drew Sanders not running, but he is playing in, he's he's going through all the drills on the field, and he did everything else. He jumped, but he doesn't run. To me, If even if I have to limp, you know how fast this track is. It's at least 0.7 faster than the old track. At least. Oh, that's, that's what bad. I've heard Atlanta Lakers guys say. Yeah, that's bad. They add 0.7 every run. Every yeah, run gets bad. a 0.7. Why, your, why would you not run here? And if you don't like your time, run again at the pro day. But if you like it, you're done. You're in. 
You're in. And I don't know, man. You know, Jack like, Campbell got under a, six, a four seven yesterday, oh, Bucky. He made some money because he was out here, and the rest of his workout was great. Yeah. But he's on this fast track. He he beat the magic four seven mark on this track. He doesn't have to run now, at Pro Day. <laughs> Look, man, you play cards, you gamble a little bit. Scared yep. money don't make none, and so no. sometimes you got to put yourself on display on this track. Let everyone see the explosiveness and those things. But let's take a little break. We'll come back and talk about the standout linebackers that worked out yesterday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, Lance, so we come back and we're going to talk about the linebacker position. And, you know, the funny thing about linebackers, uh, they, some teams don't value linebackers early in the draft because they don't feel like they can get the bang for the buck. But what we're seeing from these linebackers, there's a completely different animal that is now playing the linebacker position. So let's just talk about linebackers. And immediately, the first name that we have to discuss, Will Anderson, because he was listed as linebacker, worked out as linebacker. What did you see from the Alabama standout? Uh, looked fine in the Drino. You know, he ran once. He he was in the the four sixes and like four six seven. Well, I think that was unofficial. I'm not sure what the official time was, but then he he shut it down after that. Okay, I thought he looked fine in the in the drills, fine on the bags. Nothing that stood out as is like wow or nothing that said ooh. Neither one of those is. I'm still the same on Will Anderson. That's fine. Uh, Deion Hanley, I got to tell you, I missed on my evaluation of him. I'll just tell you point blank. I've already had to make some changes after the Senior Bowl. The way he's moving out here, this guy, I watched him, and I think too much of my evaluation came from the Oregon game early in the year. And you have to be careful about your – because I like to – I wanted to see him against that competition against, uh, you know, Oregon and their front, their offensive line. But the fact is, sometimes you just have to wait until – the end of the year because guys just get better and I think I think Deion Hanley I was too low on him I love the way he moves out here I liked watching him at senior bowl I like the body type I like the speed I like everything about him yeah so we talk about a guy that moves like that and is very active and and those things and some of what we're doing when it comes to evaluating people at the combine is just pure projection part of it because there's a, a, a belief that if you have a great athlete a a great ball of clay you can mold the player into what you want them to, to, to be. The problem is you also have to see enough flashes on tape, instincts, awareness, key and diagnose, all of those like things. Like Owen Papo, I just don't see the instincts at all, but he worked out like a maniac. What, what is going on down in Auburn? When 30 reps and a 4-3-9, but, but just like you said, that's not going to sway me too much because I don't see – the instincts and the eyes on tape. No, you don't see the instincts and the eyes, but the next conversation now goes to the special teams coach yeah. who has gr- gathered all the numbers, is looking at the spread. She's like, okay, here are my cover teams. Mm-hmm. Here's my guy that can go down on kickoffs, my guy that can cover on punt return and, and do those things, so that gives them a chance. What about one of the top linebackers, Trenton Simpson mm-hmm. from Clemson? Uh, 4-4-3 in the, quarter, in the 40. Super explosive athlete, and we knew that. Yeah. Did it change anything for you in terms of what you thought about him? He's another eyes guy for me. You know, the, my, my concern isn't, is he quick enough? My concern is, does he see it well? So the athletic piece, I already have my athletic. Yeah, you concern, you, you, so I got the, the tape, I got the physical profile, and I got the athletic. I already knew the physical and athletic. I wasn't, so this doesn't change the tape. Nothing out here changed. Now, Jalen Redman, a defensive lineman, just to go back to him for a yeah. second. Jalen Redman's the guy that I wrote, if somebody point out, I wrote up, below average athlete and then he crushes the combine well i gotta go change that line like i'm going to change that line today i'm not gonna let those receipts stay out there too long bucky i'm gonna go get that changed but um but that's why this is here you know it makes me go back like okay was there an injury like why so that was something where the athletic piece is now changing a little bit for me in the profile of what i have with him so i may go back and 
and go watch some more tape and, and maybe reassess. That's why the combine. That's a good thing about the combine, though. It helps me. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be accurate. So if yeah, that helps no. me be more accurate, that's good. Yeah, it is all about trying to be the accurate, the accuracy, and that is what this testing is really for: is to give us a baseline assessment on where you are athletically. So when we have those conversations in meeting, hey man, you got some. You got some stuff to back up what you may say about a player being an athlete, an explosive player, et cetera, et cetera. Let's say it. Okay, so we're taping this before today's workouts where we got the DBs. Give me a name or two. Give me somebody that you're excited to see. Oh, we go time machine. So I'm going to go time machine. I'm going all the way forward on my time machine. And I'm going to say uh, DJ Turner from Michigan and Christian Gonzalez. I think those are going to be the two most explosive testers in the cornerback group. And uh, I really want to see Jair Brown, too. I think Jair Brown is going to run a fast time from Penn State. Oh, oh, oh you mean Jair Brown. They, I think they call him the Takeaway King. Oh, oh. The Takeaway King. His nigname oh, is wow. Tig, as in Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. But he has changed his name to the Takeaway King. Oh. Because you talk about 10 interceptions, three forced fumbles. Uh, and he has always been able to do it at a high level. I say he was a good basketball player, jumping into passing lanes and stealing balls. I'm going to give you two names. Uh, I'm going to give you Kaylee Ringo from Georgia, uh, junior Olympic world-class sprinter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a guy from the West Coast. How about Clark Phillips from Utah? How's he going to run? Is he going to run? Think, oh, I think I, th- I think if Can he, he does run. He got some gas. Okay. If he does run, he has some gas. He's a strong, he, tough dude. Yeah, tough dude. I think he might be the best nickel corner that we'll see in terms of stature. Big time player. So that's it in terms of previewing stuff on the Move to Six podcast. Make sure you come back. Manana, we're going to talk all about the defensive backs and who showed up and showed out. For me, Lanzi, that's Move to Six podcast. See you next time. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. 
You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.